Well, everybody, welcome back. This is our next uh, episode of Beyond the Barrels. We are actually, this is our first on-site uh, episode. We're filming it outside of the complex. We are down in Provo at the uh, Zero Fatality Safety Summit. And our guest today is Carlos Braceres, our executive director. Thanks for coming, Carlos. You're very welcome, Matt. I, I actually kind of cornered him here at the Safety <laughs> Summit and said, okay, we've got 30 minutes. Uh, there's some big stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, and this was, this was the open time slot, so I'm glad you're here. Well, no, I appreciate you guys fitting it in. I mean, this is such an amazing event going on down here in, in Provo right now, the Zero Fatality Summit. We have professionals from around the state, whether it be in the enforcement arena, the engineering f field, uh, education, emergency response, driver education. We have so many uh, driver ed's teachers here today. Yeah, that's that what I noticed. It's so cool to see. Yeah, in fact, one of the one of the driver's ed teachers here I went to high school with. He's a football coach. Was he lamenting the uh, fact he didn't help you better, Matt? <laughs> yeah, that I barely made it out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, and it, and it's funny. We've got a really dedicated group of teachers that are out there that are passionate about driver's education and. It was cool to see him. Yeah, so. I think they were saying we have over 500 people registered here for the conference. Mm -hmm. I had a chance to uh, share with the attendees, you know, Carlos's top 10. Yep. And I emphasized a few of them within that top 10 that I thought was important. But obviously, the number one goal we have is to get those uh, fatalities under 200 in the next three to four years. I think that really resonated with them. And then to have our keynote speaker, yeah, Big T, Big T, Thurl Bailey, Thurl Bailey, uh, here talking to us, talking about teamwork. Yep. How do we make a good team? How do we make a good team? And so interesting that you know when we talk about the UDOT culture, teamwork is really one of those big three things that our employees care about. Well, and I, the more we talk about it, I think the more teamwork comes out. I think we, you know, the other two are trust and flexibility, and teamwork is just the one that has risen to the top, which is awesome. People love to work in teams. People love to see what they can do together, and uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time to be part of UDOT. Uh, it's a good place to, to be an employee, mm -hmm. and uh, I hope everybody else feels that way. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so proud of where I work and proud of the people that work here. It's, it's amazing the passion they bring to their jobs. Well, and you do a great job at, at that leadership and bringing that passion. And um, it, it, it's very cool to be around you when big things are happening uh, and announcements are being made and changes are being made. And so that's, that's part of the reason why we want to have this, this podcast is we, um, there was some news that came out last week and in the video and in the email, you promised that we'd get more information. And so tell us what the announcement was uh, and just get, kind of give us some detail on the history and, and why the announcement is being made. Well, I think uh, to start with, Matt, you know, my commitment for the employees has always been that I want to share with you what I know when I know it, even if I don't know a lot. And so if it's too much, delete, press delete. You guys have that power to do that. But, you know, I think it was two emails and a video yep. uh, last week. And here we are podcasting away, if that's a, actually yeah, a, a we'll, proper term. We'll use it to be podcasting. It's a good verb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a noun anymore. Um, but to try to share a little bit more of where we are and what our thoughts are moving forward. I mean, it was big last week. It was so interesting to uh, 
to be able to go through a process of, um, I know these people. I know the leadership at the department. I've, uh, I've worked with them for over 20 years, all of them, and uh, have really grown to respect all of them, and they do an amazing job. You know, I, at the end of the day, I sat down in detailed conversations with seven of our leaders and uh, our group leaders and our region directors and wanted to understand several things, wanted to understand, you know, what was important to them, where they were in their career, what their goals were, and how they saw the, what the purpose was behind this new position as a deputy director and, and the new divisions that were ad- articulated by the, uh, by the legislation. Um, and it was so interesting to hear where people are at. And every one of them could have been successful in this position. If, you know, at the end of the day, I could only pick one. And uh, so it was a hard decision, but I feel very good about where, we, uh, where we've ended up. Terry Newell as our um, additional deputy director. I'm being very careful in that because I don't want to say, you know, second. There's no one or two. Yeah. Um, Shane and Terry are going to be just a fabulous team. They work together. They yeah. work together so well. We've had several meetings already this week. And, you know, I, I find myself sitting back a little bit and watching the dynamic between them. We're going to be a better organization because of how these two work together. Yeah. One of the things you said last week, I was in, uh, I was in the meeting when you announced it to the senior leaders. Uh, but I was also there when we filmed the videos. And one of the things that you said, which was really cool to me, was um, when the governor asked you if you were going to do a, a wide search, a nationwide search for this position, what was your response? Well, it was actually the governor's chief of staff who okay. asked that question. Um, and we had you know, basically the entire governor's staff in there as well. But um, uh, the question was when I said, you know what, this um, the Senate bill basically gives us the authorization to do something that we have felt um, in UDOT leadership for a long time, it was time to do. Um, and I said, I'm going to begin the process. So I'm going to begin the process of figuring out who I want to name as that second uh, the additional <laughs> deputy director. There I go again. Um, and um, they asked me the question, well, are you going to do a national search? And I, it took me back a little bit. And I said, absolutely not. We have the best people in the country working at the Utah Department of Transportation. And you could see immediately that, you know, they were so proud of that statement because they, they are very proud of the state of Utah. And um, I was very definitive in that statement that absolutely not. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is something I, I make a recommendation but um, I have to bring the candidate in to visit with, with the governor's office. And, um, you know, I get a final head nod, yes or no, out of that. And, um, you know, this just is like when I brought Shane in to visit. Um, turns out he, uh, he knew the father of the, the chief of staff at the time. Yeah, he went was to, a, yeah it was a professor of professor, his down yeah. at the Y. Uh, we're actually looking out here. We could look out the window here at the Y. And see the Y. And yeah. see the Y and the hill. Um, and uh, Terry, uh, I bring her in. And again, the chief of staff, another chief of staff, they look at each other and like, do we know each other? <laughs> <laughs> and they had sat next to each other at their kids' track oh, that's awesome. event. And <laughs> they spent the first 15 minutes just going off talking about their kids. And I just sat back thinking, I don't think this is going to be too hard. Yeah, I, think we've, I think we've made a good decision. <laughs> that's great. Uh, well, and what I like about uh, staying within UDOT is that our culture is there. I mean, yeah. they're part of the culture. They're part of this amazing group of people that – understand how and why we do things 
Yeah, and you know, Terry, you know, she may not like me saying this, but I'll relate a little bit of our conversation during our uh, our discussion. And she, uh, you know, she spent seven years working at Salt Lake County in the Public Works Department over there. And when she came to the department, and, you know, she's been here now 17 years um, at UDOT, <clears throat> and she said, you know, I don't know when it happened, when all of a sudden I realized I love UDOT and I love the people. And she didn't understand when that happened, but it happened somewhere in that process. And I think it, uh, it grows on all of us. It becomes something that all of a sudden we look around and say, huh, I'm not sure I could do without this. These yeah. people are part of, you know, we don't like to say our work people are our family, but they're really, you know, it's a strong relationship there. Well, and it's amazing to look at um, how we work here in the U.S. It's different than they work everywhere else in the world is that it, it does become kind of a family. And every Talking Orange video that we do, uh, and or no, it's the employee spotlight that we do, we end up asking them at the very end, what's the best part about working at UDOT? It's the people. It's always the people. It's never, oh, I love what I do. I mean, sometimes that's part of it. It's always the people. It has to be. So. It, that's, that's what makes UDOT UDOT. It's the people. So let's, let's talk about the people for a minute. Uh, <laughs> with these big changes, um, how does that affect us as employees. I mean, are, is are, is anybody going to lose their job? I mean, what's happening with this reorganization? Let me let me not answer your question. Okay. Because you used the term changes, plural, and I think I made one announcement on change. You did. Yes. And so maybe we need to just be a little clearer on kind of what I see moving forward here. Um, I think it's obvious to everyone that. Um, Terry's not going to be both the Region 3 director and another deputy director at the same time, even though I've asked her to do that starting this week. Um, and she's tried to remind me several times that that's a lot of work. Um, so we're in the process of having discussions around. So Shane, Terry, and I have met several times and are having discussions around what process will we use to make a decision for the Region 3 director? So that's the next step. That's really going to be the next step, I think. We're, that's moving forward in parallel. Um, what we also have, uh, we're working on right now, is we're trying to frame a discussion or a dialogue with the entire leadership team. So that's, you know, that's essentially our region directors, our group leaders, my, my immediate staff. So Linda Hull, Joe Walker... Uh, Becky Bradshaw, Jimmy Hofelt, and um, and uh, Lori in economy. Uh, we're trying to frame how we're going to have that discussion in terms of what types of things should we look at um, as we try to realign the organization with two deputy directors now. Because at the end of the day, we're going to try to find a balance between responsibilities out there. So we're trying to figure out how to have that conversation and more to come on that. But we're going to be setting up for a couple meetings with that leadership team here over the, well, within the next two to three weeks to try to work our way through that. So back to your original question. question. What does this mean to the UDOT employees? What does this mean to the employees? Yeah, I think what's what's really important for every UDOT employee to realize is the work you do is so important. It makes a difference to every Utahns. And the work we're doing today is not going away. We're going to continue to do that work. No UDOT employee is going to lose a job. Um, What the legislature and the public wants is they want more of what you do. They want to find ways to um, help us provide more services for them. So um, to the to the to 95 to 99% of our employees, 
you're going to be working in the same area, working for the same people, and it's not going to make a difference to you. Just day-to-day, nothing changes. Day-to-day, really nothing changes. I think one of the changes you might see is with two deputy directors, you're going to have more of an opportunity wherever you work. You're going to have more of an opportunity to um, get to know those that person better. I mean, you think about it, we're really the same organization. We're a $1.7 billion budget right now. Yeah. And we're right now essentially the same organization, probably two to 300 employees less than we were in the 90s as a $300 million a year organization. Wow. Yeah. Big difference in what we're delivering, the size of the program. And so here now we're finally saying, we probably need to adjust for the reality of today and prepare for the future. Well, and there hasn't been a change since the 90s. Since the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So it was time. It needed to happen. This didn't happen just because the legislature said it oh, needed to. Absolutely that was, not. That was just kind of... Uh, it happened at the same time that it needed to happen here internally. Well, the legislature essentially enabled, but we've been having, we have a really good relationship with the, with the legislature, with the leadership. And, you know, I keep telling people this, they want more of what we do and they want it faster. Um, and in conversations we've had with them, they're asking us, what can they do to help us? This is an area that we felt it was time for the department to basically grow with our program and prepare for the future. So they enabled what we felt was important for us to do. Good. A part of this growth that we talk about is the addition of some responsibilities that weren't previously part of, part of what we needed to worry about. What's being added to our UDOT uh, vision or to, or to the future of what we do here at UDOT? <laughs> I like you use the word vision. And uh, so I think one of the more important aspects that we're being asked to look at is to look at um, setting some strategic initiatives for planning for the entire state. So today, um, those of you involved in planning know how it works, but a lot of us are not. Um, Planning is basically fragmented. We have four metropolitan planning organizations um, that do planning in the urbanized areas, and we have the Department of Transportation that does planning in the rural areas. And we basically take those five long-range plans and we staple them together and call it a unified long-range plan. But we don't do anything from the statewide level to set goals, essentially, for how do we want a corridor to operate? What's the goal for how I-15 should operate in the urbanized areas? How should Bangor Highway operate or Legacy Parkway? And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working um, on a process. So we have to, this is brand new. We have to develop this process. We've been referring to it as U-Vision, get it, Utah mm-hmm. Vision, um, that name could change. We've been just using that um, to kind of explain the concept behind it. So um, Terry Newell's uh, organization is going to be responsible for working with the local governments, with the metropolitan planning organizations, to try to establish these strategic initiatives for at a quarter area, for areas, and statewide to help advance the things that are important to the state And you might recognize this a little because it's also part of our mission. Things such as the economy. How do we make sure that our transportation facilities are actually growing the economy in the right way on the right with the right 
types of jobs that we're looking for? How do we make sure that we're improving the quality of life? Things such as air quality are going to be included in this. So setting these high-level strategic goals, and the purpose behind these is, is they're meant to be drivers so that when the long-range plans are developed, essentially when the projects are picked to go in that 30-year long-range plan, they're picking projects that will support these statewide initiatives. So that's a huge, big piece that's never been done before. That's an added responsibility for us. Good. Uh, we, we hear a lot of the added responsibilities, too. We, we hear a lot about transit. Um, some of the questions that we've heard from our employees, and you've heard a couple of these, is, is about UTA. Um, is UTA becoming part of UDOT? That was the big question that I've heard. And the answer is no. Okay. Um, UTA is a great partner of the Utah Department of Transportation. And one of the things that the legislature heard over and over again, and this, these pieces are connected, the state population is growing. In fact, we're going to double in about 35 to 40 years. Most of that population is in the urbanized areas, most of it along the Wasatch Front, 100-mile section, lakes, mountains, um, constraining how that growth takes place. We're going to continue to grow, but we're not going to be able to double the lane miles that we have. There's no space to put it. If we're going to double the population and not double the lane miles, and transportation is important to our economy and quality of life, how are we going to maintain that mobility? That mobility is going to need to be maintained through increased transit use. So the legislature said transit's important. We need to find a way to help um, improve the ridership of transit so that people will choose, not forced, people will be able to choose to use transit if, they, if it works for them. And so one of the new responsibilities we've been given, and they've created a new fund, we call it the TTIF, Transit Transportation Investment Fund, so a portion of the sales tax will be deposited into this TTIF, and that will then be money that the Transportation Commission can choose to allocate for capital transit projects. So this is adding new transit service, not replacing buses, not replacing existing trains, but if there was to add a transit station or to buy new buses or to create a bus rapid transit system, we would have the ability to invest in the capital side of it, provided several things. The locals come up with 40% match, and UTA shows that it has the money to do the operations and maintenance for that transit facility. So we now have the authority to do environmental documents for transit. We have the authority to do design of transit facilities and the construction of those capital facilities. And then we would turn them over to the transit provider. So this might not just be for UTA. It might be for another transit provider in other parts of the state. So a whole new functional area for us that we're going to have to learn and grow. And it's really exciting. So could we be learning how to build tracks for front runner and tracks? Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And, you know, this isn't all that new for us because our employees have been there um, as partners with UTA, as we built the first tracks lines, all the tracks lines have been done in partnership with UDOT. Uh, front runner the same way. The other thing we we talk about a port authority. What does that mean? There's a new a new port going in. What does that mean? We hear port authority in New York City. If you've been to New York City, there's a there's a port authority. We've never heard that phrase here in Utah. What does that mean? Yeah, it's um, 
you know, so this is a this was a separate bill that that moved through the legislature, and it's the recognition that um, being able to provide these connections between different freight modes um, is really important and can prov- provide to be an asset for the state of Utah. So they created a port authority that would be able to focus on bringing those connections together. So they're looking at the northwest quadrant. The bill actually identified the property um, north of I-80, west of the airport. A piece of it actually goes around the north and east side of the airport as well. And then down actually uh, south to SR-201 and a little bit south of SR-201 in places where they're looking to provide a connection between warehousing, rail transportation, and trucking transportation and the airport as well. So this Port Authority, they've identified different memberships from different governmental agencies. And so we're going to be, we have a seat on that board as a Department of Transportation, and we're going to be looking to help support that development of that Port Authority. So this is a big deal for Utah. It's going to take years for this to develop, but it's, again, a whole new function that's been uh, placed at our place on our doorstep for us to be able to, you know, we're going to knock it out of the ballpark again. But there's a couple other things, Matt, if I can mention, you you know, that we're going to be, uh, that we're going to have to, we're going to work on. Um, One of the things is uh, we're going to be establishing a division to look at public-private partnerships. We've always had the authority to do public-private partnerships, but just for toll authorities. Now, what this is doing is it's broadening that out so we could receive what we call unsolicited proposals, and then we need to be able to evaluate this and decide whether or not we're going to enter into partnerships for all different types of things. So it could be a transit provider. It could be a freight uh, provider. And so these public-private partnerships are a possibility. We're going to have to put together rules and policies on how we would manage that. Tolling. Uh, we've been given uh, broader authority over what we can toll. In the past, the UDOT and the Transportation Commission could only toll new capacity so brand new roadway or a new lane. Um, now the legislature has given us the authority to toll existing capacity. So policies and procedures and rules around how would we even go about doing that? There's so much, so many questions still to be answered, but a yeah. whole lot of things for us to be working on. Well, and lots of discussions. I know it was a busy year on the Hill for everybody on the UDOT team. Um, lots of exciting things are happening. Yeah. And, and will still be happening. And will here. still be happening. So, you know, Matt, I hope you'll allow me to come back on your show. Yeah. Uh, to keep my, our... My show. <laughs> to keep our UDOT employees apprised because, like I said, we're going to be meeting here over the next three to four weeks with leadership team. We're trying to look at what is the right alignment between, you know, the divisions that report to Shane and the divisions that report to Terry and to figure that out. But I think the most important message I would have for our UDOT employees, you guys are awesome. You do a great job. Keep doing it. That's really not going to change what we do. Um, people just want more of what you do because you do so it's such, such a good job. Good. Well, and I'll make a deal with you. If you'll, if you'll keep us updated on what's happening, updated on what's happening, you will always have a spot here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> How am I going to say no? Right. <laughs> well, thank you, Carlos. Uh, I know we've got other meetings to run to, other uh, festivities to attend here at the Safety Summit. We're excited for that. Yeah. I get to do uh, present some awards here present in a couple minutes. Awards. In a couple minutes, I'll be I'll be there to watch. So. Well, I think you're emceeing, aren't I you? I am emceeing. <laughs> That's the fun job of of being uh, having this voice. This. Well, the face for I radio. think John Gleason, Gleason is our voice of UDOT, right? And, I, get to, I, I get to be the podcast You're voice. the podcast there we voice. Go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks again, Carlos. We appreciate it. Bye, Matt.